Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Inside. It ain't the left side. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the finfanatic.com website and the fan-sided network. I'm Brian Cat NFL. Paul is fanatic underscore pick on Twitter. Be sure to follow us as well. We're heading into week two of preseason. The Dolphins play Saturday at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern against the Atlanta Falcons. You've got uh, Matt Ryan against his old college uh, teammate from Boston College, Brian Flores. And uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, interesting things here, Paul. Uh, one of them is, you know, that that has to be looked at, I think, a little bit is the Dolphins traded from the third pick to the 12th pick to the sixth pick, and they netted Jalen Waddell and a first-round pick in 2023. But Kyle Pitts has been tearing it up pretty much everywhere throughout the summer. So that's something we got to watch out for. He hasn't been tearing it up when Eric Roseman covered him this week. Uh, I've heard, uh, heard a little bit otherwise. So I, I heard he roasted a few others, but I heard Roe kind of had his number this week. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, I, up, deep coverage in the end zone, short coverage in the end zone. Yeah, I heard, I've heard Pitts has definitely uh, torn a few other people apart, but not Rose, surprisingly. Attention, listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth-generation and brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. First scheduled for liftoff, the new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, and can engage a travel lock, and it's even waterproof. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. I saw one or two catches against him uh, on, on some highlights, but, you know, th- then again, it's a, uh, it tends to be a receiver's type of drill there in the, in, in those practices too. So yeah. if, uh, so if, if, if he comes out in the first quarter and tears uh, Eric Rowe a new one, then, uh, then we've got something else to talk about. I, I don't see that happening, but, you know, Kyle Pitts has the, the possibility to be, 
that special tight end, the George Kittles, the Travis Kelsey's, the, the Darren Wallers in the NFL that are pretty much unguardable. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but some interesting news this, this week too, Paul. The Dolphins trade for offensive tackle Greg Little from the Panthers. They give up a seventh-round pick in the 2022 draft, the, the pick that they acquired from the Titans and Isaiah Wilson. Uh, in that whole ordeal. Uh, and, I, you know, Greg Little is somebody that just a couple of years ago was uh, in, in the 2019 draft was the 37th overall pick. And he was a top five high school recruit in 2016 coming coming uh, into college football, went to Ole Miss and somebody that we talked about as a first rounder, you know, in 2019. Obviously, he hasn't played very well. He's gotten hurt. He's his technique has been a complete mess. But to me, worth a seventh round draft pick. Oh, every day of the week. I mean, it, it's such a low risk, high reward move to see if just a little change of scenery is going to make make this pay off. Especially when you've been kicking the tires on a lot of options at the offensive tackle spot, whether it's for depth whether it's to be a starter or, you know what, if you don't make the team, it's it's a seventh-round pick, and a lot of times those guys don't make the team anyway. Yeah, if I, if I were a gen, general manager, I've said it many times on the show here, I'd probably never own a seventh-round pick. I'd probably never own sixth-round picks either. So anytime the Dolphins can trade sixth- or seventh-round picks for a chance at a player that might be decent, I'm all for that. So Greg Little uh, should be – actually, right now, he is already – According to practice reports, the Dolphins' second team left tackle. So not quite nipping at the heels of Austin Jackson, but getting some meaningful playing time here, and we should see him this weekend against the Falcons. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, after watching Panky and, and company back there, uh, they needed a little bit of injection there, especially with Jesse Davis hurt. Panky, Panky. Yeah, I think he's out. He's the second-team right guard right now. But, yeah, he, he looked really bad against the Bears. I don't think we talked about that quite quite as much here uh, in our previous show after the Bears game. But, yeah, he's well, – I prefer to spend time on guys that are going to be on the roster. Yeah. I, I, so, Adam Pankey was on your uh, 53-man roster the last time. I would, I would imagine he's not going to be this time. No. Well, he, was is the operative word there. Yes. So, let's uh, – you know, before we get to that, to the 53-man roster here, you know, just uh, some uh, players that were held out of practice here today, just to run right through them. Wide receiver, four of them out. Devontae Parker, Will, the uh, exercise bike, Fuller, uh, was also out. Um, Albert Wilson, Isaiah Ford, Seathan Carter, and on the defensive side of the ball, Vince Beagle, Sam Egwavon, and Brandon Jones. Not expected to play this weekend to quite possible one of them does but not expected to um uh alan hearns goes on injured reserve any tears shed on that paul any any comments at least he's going to get paid now i don't think he was going to get paid if he didn't go on ir i mean it's god he's been off it for like you know a whole season because he didn't play so might as well get back to it Mm -mm. make that money Coming back in something, you know, I was a little bit of a surprise here today. Preston Williams and Landon Roberts come back, uh, activated off off a PUP, returning to practice. May see action this weekend. 
Uh, you know, these were players that looked like fringe 53-man roster guys, even if they were healthy. Now that they get thrown back into the mix, I'll ask you straight up, uh, on your 53-man roster prediction, are either one of them on there? Uh, Landon Roberts is one that's right on the fringe of it for me. Preston Williams, no. Like he's got he's got top twenty five talent on the roster, but unfortunately, he's got seventy five year old grandma bones and ligaments. So, no. Yeah, it's unfortunate for somebody who's just twenty three years old. Um, both are on that fringe for me if there's if they can stay healthy here throughout August, which in and of itself is a big question mark. So. And also, two leaving practice and two big scares today, Paul. Nick Needham was carted off the field, then resurrected from that cart and walked off the field <laughs> on his own power. So we'll wait and see on that. He may be out for a little while, but but hopefully he's he's um, able to able to be available for the start of the season here. I mean. Uh, Nick Needham has been a one of the really big surprises here of the offseason. I, I said, I said before heading into this that he, heading into training camp that if Nick Needham is is the unquestioned nickelback, the third cornerback heading into the season, I think that's kind of disappointing. But if he's played as well as reports have shown and has played as well as he did in the Chicago game, I hope he gets back very very quickly. I do too. I mean, it, it's it's crazy for me to sit here and go, yeah. Let's go, Nick Needham. Let's go, Jamal Perry. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, they're playing very well, and it's, it's a pleasure to see it. I mean, I'll root for anybody on the team to do well. I just can't stand it when I'm sitting there watching I not do well for three years before he suddenly wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so... Now that that the Dolphins are heading into that to that Falcons game, before we get into the fifty-three man roster predictions for where we are here in the middle in the middle of the week, you know some players that we're looking for to have have big weeks here against the Falcons. I mean, players that can really uh, increase their chances of making the fifty-three man roster. I, I think Garrett Dokes at running back needs a big week because he seems to be. Not buried on the Jeb depth chart, but he needs he needs some help now. I think because you, you Savan Ahmed has been one of the stories of of training camp. Miles Gaskin is obviously the starter. Malcolm Brown, the Dolphins didn't pay him too much, even though he didn't look great in in preseason or you know in training camp reports. Uh, I think that that he probably still makes the roster, and then Dokes uh, is battling a Jordan Scarlett. And uh, Patrick Laird for that what we think is that fourth running back spot. Um, Larnell Coleman is somebody that impresses impressed me a lot more as the Bears game went on, and the Dolphins thought enough of him to draft in the seventh round. So I think he needs a big week. Jason Strobridge at defensive end. I mean, I, he is really on the the borderline of making the roster here. Um, Duke Riley did not play all that well against the. Against the Bears, a lot of people blame him for that long touchdown to the to Jesse James and a cornerback, Javaris Davis and Terrell Bonds. 
um, it, good competition there for possibly the final defensive back spot uh, there, which should be a defense, a, a deep defensive back group. Who are some players that you're looking at? Um, I mean, I, I want to see a little more Robert Jones and Larnell Coleman, like you said. Um, I really, by all reports, Robert Foster has had a pretty decent week uh, co-practicing with the Falcons. So I'm curious to see if he can step up, as well as Kirk Merritt, somebody that I, I've been excited about, but again, has a very big uphill climb. I'm hoping we see the return of Hunter Long during the game this week. I know he's been back to practice, catching a few here. Um, so that's one that I am curious about as well. Um, yeah, the running back battle, it's it's I think Malcolm Brown needs a big week, given how Savon Ahmed's been playing, given the fact that Miles Gaskin's been playing well and been crushing blocks. And Patrick Laird, we've talked about it since Tua's debut, has a really good rapport with, with Tua. So Malcolm Brown didn't really do anything to carve out a role other than look big. And I'm glad you brought up Strobridge because he's a guy that I know I was pretty high on coming out of college. He looked very slow last week, and I, I get it that you look slow chasing uh, Justin Fields, but he looked slow, slow, not just chasing Justin Fields slow. He really hasn't jumped out at any time since he's been a Dolphin. I mean, I, I know he's kind of a developmental type guy, but in year two here, you know, if he's not if he's not differentiating himself, there are a lot of guys ahead of him. I mean, Emmanuel Ogba, Jalen Phillips, Andrew Van Ginkle, potentially Vince Beagle, and Brennan Scarlett on the edge. I mean, if you're the sixth guy that gets on the field uh, in those edge situations, th- that's not a good scenario for him. So he's certainly got to show something here. So let's get to it here for one, our 53-man one, roster prediction. Go ahead. One more quick one I want to throw out there, and I apologize. Uh, actually, two. Jakeem Grant has been lighting it up yet again this week, and I want to see him get a little bit better role, especially with all the injuries at wide receiver. And then Solomon Kinley, a guy that, yeah, he, he is a favorite for me, but you know what? When he stepped in last week, he performed very well, and he may be part of kicking Leo Meikenberg back over to tackle again or or maybe Robert Hunt, um, which is a good problem to have. And so if Kinley can have a big week, and I think Grant can really cement his roster spot if he has a big week this week. Yeah, you know, what was interesting for me is that Liam Eikenberg, it's when he came back off injury here over the last week, and it's going to be great. It's going to be very fascinating to watch him play. They put him right back at that left guard spot, and they, you know, Solomon Kinley went back to the left to uh, the, you know, the second team. Jesse Davis is still that starter at right tackle. If I had it my way, Kindley would be the starting left guard. Eichenberg would be right tackle. And if any of them had problems throughout the game, Jesse Davis would come in there and supplant one of them. I think that's what the role should be, not to aspire to have Jesse Davis at right tackle. Yeah. I mean, look, Jesse Davis is a good swing man. He's a good veteran. I think he's worth what the Dolphins are paying him. But he's a better right guard. I mean, I think he's equally average at every spot along the offensive line. You he's know, better average. He's a better version of average at right guard. Is he though? I mean, I'm not going to see. I'm not going to die on that hill. Um, I will stand on this hill as long as I have to. Jesse Davis <laughs> is a better right guard. You also think that you that uh, that he that he should play center. And by the way, I do. You have, you have so little respect for the center position; it's embarrassing. Um, I no 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 because I have talked about don't don't make that my fullback don't make that my fullback 
because I have talked about the fact that Matt Skura at center, if he was skipping and yipping, as he's want to do, it could ruin Miami's entire offense from top to bottom. Yeah, actually, actually, I, I have so little respect for the center position. There we go. Now we get to the truth. Of the I, I, I talked my talk. I, I was trying to. Centers and fullbacks. Trying to project it onto you. They could just uh, get a machine that sure. snaps it to them, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Paul, let's take a look at our 53-man roster prediction here. So, uh, quarterback, we've both got Tua and Brissett. Yep. At, run, at running back, I've got three, not four this week. Ooh. I've got Gaskin, Savan Ahmed, and uh, I've got Malcolm Brown, too. I mean, I, I, I think he does make the roster. Um, I've got Laird and Dokes getting the axe. I have, and until he proves otherwise, which he may do this week, he may not, I have Miles Gaskin. I have Malcolm Brown. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I have Miles Gaskin. I have Savan Ahmed. I have Patrick Laird. And this time, Jordan Scarlett. Okay, okay. Which I don't think the fourth running back position is secure in any way at that point. But I do have those four making the roster. No Malcolm Brown. He looked like a worse version of garbage last week. So you've got Gaskin, uh, Ahmed, Scarlett, and Laird, correct? Yep. Okay. I actually hope it is um, it is what you've got projected there because I, I didn't like the Malcolm Brown signing. I thought he looked, yeah. I mean, Jordan Howard, the name's been compared all week by us, by other people. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I, I'm not I'm not with you on the projections, but uh, <laughs> he he is. Oh God, I, I'm I'm blocking out the comparison. Who did you just say, Jordan Howard? Jordan he, Howard, yeah. He's what Jordan Howard would be if Jordan Howard had to run with a peg leg. Oh, wow. That is what I saw last week. It was horrific. He he did get hit behind the line of scrimmage a lot, too. And, but, yeah. <laughs> but here's the problem, though, though with Malcolm Brown. I, I, I said this when he was signed. Uh, when he has a hole, he gets four yards. When he When he gets wrapped up in the backfield, it's negative four yards. When he gets so touched in the backfield, it's negative four yards. So he, he he he's not creative. He he can't catch. He he's not good. I mean, he there's a reason why he started for the Rams at running back by default in the first couple of weeks, and then by the end of the year, he was the third running back, even though he was healthy. I mean, there there's a reason for that. This is not an old man. He's 28 years old, or what? No, excuse me, 27 years old. So, anyway. Um, wide receiver, uh, Will Fuller is going to miss the first game, so he's off this 53-man roster prediction. Um, we've obviously got Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, Albert Wilson as locks. Um, rounding out the unit, I've got Lynn Bowden, Jakeem Grant, and Matt Collins. So who did you put as your locks there, just so I can make sure I've got that? Parker, Waddell, and Wilson. Got it. I do have Matt Collins. I've got Jakeem Grant. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bowden this week. Let's, okay, let's play around with it. Okay, Bowden. Uh, so, yeah, you had him off last week. You got him on this week. So we're we've got the same six guys there. So, uh, getting the axe is Preston Williams and Malcolm Perry and Robert Foster. I and Robert Foster. Team. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it it shows the Dolphins' depth that they can 
put Alan Hearns on injured reserve. Uh, and we're still talking about three players that if they get cut, they're going to make really good signings for other teams. Well, let's um, face it. Some, some of these guys, it's really going to come down to Chris Greer and, and company sitting in a back room with the final couple wide receiver spots going. Yep. Like it, it just, it just is. So, uh, Offense are, are, excuse me, tight end. Um, I've got Mike Gesicki, Hunter Long. Those are definitely the locks there. Uh, I've still got Adam Shaheen making the roster and Seathan Carter as my four tight ends. I just think that Shaheen is not going to make the roster. I've got Hunter Long, Durham Smythe, Gesicki, and Seathan Carter. Yeah, and, you know, the Dolphins can can save $2.1 million by cutting Durham Smythe. Um, but you know, it, it's kind of like Jakeem Grant in a different way. Is that is that worth saving him when he can clearly he's clearly a solid or, or somebody that is a rosterable player and can fill a certain role? Durham Smythe can fill that role as that blocking tight end. Jakeem Grant can fill that role as one of the best returners in the league. Is it worth in a season like this cutting either one of them? You know, I think it is It is a good question to ask. I've got Smythe getting the ask very simply because Shaheen was uh, guaranteed more money uh, after he signed the contract extension last year. And Seathan Carter also was guaranteed money when he was the Dolphins' first unrestricted free agent signing this offseason. And here's the thing, and I, I don't want it to get political when I say this. It's just stating a, a fact about Flores. Flores doesn't like to lose to stupid stuff outside of – the game and they the Dolphins have been very good about getting some level of vaccination and with Shaheen coming out speaking out with the league's new rules around getting vaccinated I could very well see that being a tiebreaker but I I don't think there's a big enough gap between Shaheen and Durham Smythe for them to go you know what this guy may well be part of getting us a straight up forfeit loss um, this year and this guy might not so I could see Flores definitely using that as a tiebreaker if it's even close. I'm not sure about a forfeit loss, but it, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, offensive line. I mean, I, I have a feeling we're now where I think we're going to disagree by one on this. So um, really the locks, uh, I, I see seven locks, Austin Jackson, Liam Eikenberg, Michael Dieter, Robert Hunt, Jesse Davis, Solomon Kinley, Greg Little, the new acquisition here. Those are the seven. Are we in agreement on that? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, my eighth is uh, is Skura, and ninth. And I really hope that the trade of of Greg Little did not did not keep Larnell Coleman off the roster based on what I saw last week against the Bears. I I, I think he's got a lot of potential. Dolphins drafted him and they've thought enough of him to to draft him in the seventh round. He, in college, was all arms and legs, you know, just a good athlete, but all over the place. And he looked disciplined last week. He looked like he fit the role. He has 36 and a half inch arms. I mean, I, I hope he makes a team as the ninth lineman. So that's a short way of saying uh, my final two guys are Matt Skura and Larnell Coleman. We're very close. Um, I do have Larnell Coleman on mine. He's a guy that you know I've been talking about, and I think it's close between him and Robert Jones for that ninth spot for me. 
but I think Coleman's got more positional flexibility. I know we talked about it after um, he came to the roster. And the fact that he's even got a little bit of playing center in his, his, his back pocket. So the fact that he can play literally any position along the line is huge. And he played well last week. And then I still have Matt Skura not making this roster, and I'm going Cameron Tom as the backup center. All right, so Cameron Tom as the backup center. Or Cam Tom, if you want to say it more fun. Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get fun with it if, if I don't have him making the roster. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, Emmanuel Ogba, Jalen Phillips, Andrew Van Ginkle, Vince Beagle are my edge players. How about you? Um, for me on the edge, I've got five making it. I've got Wilkins, Sealer, um, Ogba, uh, Van Ginkle. And I go back and forth on this one. I'm going to keep... I'll keep Strobridge for now. Gotcha. Strobridge, okay. And uh, defensive tackle. Raekwon Davis. I've got Raekwon Davis, Wilkins, Sealer, Adam Butler. I think those are really the four locks there to make the roster. And then my fifth guy, I've got John Jenkins making the team. So I really hope he does because I, I think as a one-year player, you put him out there in those big physical games, like against the Patriots, you put Raquan Davis and John Jenkins um, on the same field together. I, I think he can make an impact. Uh, and and it, it lessens the possibility that the Dolphins get steamrolled against those really run-heavy teams. Um, I, th- I think Jenkins can make an impact there. So... Do you have Jenkins making the team? I completely looked at my rosters wrong and gave you some of my tackle guys at edge. <laughs> yeah, this is where it gets it gets hairy. So it, yeah, it's confusing front seven. So for me, I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to edge for a second. I've got Agba, I've got um, Phillips, I've got Van Ginkle. Um, I actually have Shaq Griffin making it. And as do I. I'm going to go Brennan Scarlett as well. I've got Scarlett making it too, so that makes it a lot easier. Uh, so, how about uh, so John Jenkins is off your off your fifty three, right? Well, I'm going. I'm now. I'll go to my tackles, and that's Wilkins, Sealer, Davis, and I'm going to go Butler for this one. Gotcha. So, so Jenkins is on mine, off yours. Okay. Um, obviously, you've got Baker, McKinney, Scarlett, uh, Griffin at the linebacker spots. I have Calvin Munson coming back onto the roster here as the uh as the special teams demon and, uh, yeah real months in here so he's he's going to be making the 53 here too and I, again i i still think the dolphins are going to put special teamers on their roster and make them active on game day matt mm-hmm. collins makes it for that reason calvin munson makes it let's see if somebody else does here later too um at Where defensive back, I've got twelve defensive backs. Here. Hold on, I didn't. I didn't get to. I didn't get to talk about my actual inside off ball linebackers. Now, okay, go I, for I, it. I got. I got confused on one position, and I'm falling behind. Um, no, for for the off ball linebackers, I've got McKinney. Uh, I've got Baker. I've got Sam McGuavin. Uh, Roberts and Duke Riley making the roster. Oh, you've got Duke Riley. Okay, this time. Let's see yeah, again. he's that. That to me is one of the most congested uh, spots on the team at off-ball linebacker. With 
Duke Riley and Sam Egwavon and Landon Roberts now coming back. Um, Shaquem Griffin, Brennan Scarlett. I mean, you look at that group of five or six players and you're going to have, you know, probably three or four make the roster because they can play edge. They can play special teams. And and those positions are important to Brian Flores. So the, whoever has a really good game here and, and, against the Falcons, which is really your dress rehearsal on that second team defense. It's going to make a big difference um, as far as making the roster. Um, um, and Kat, real quick, we just got a question um, from you, Dotis, and we'll get to that real quick about uh, whether or not we could see a scenario where Jackson repla- gets replaced by Eichenberg. We'll get to that after we finish the 53-man roster, but thank you, you. Uh, yeah, bring that up again. Um, so defensive back, Paul, I've got 12 guys. How about you? Jeez, that's a lot. I've got 11. Okay. So, at cornerback, it, and I know we agree on most of these. Uh, yeah. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Nick Needham, Justin Coleman, Noah Igbenogany, Jamal Perry. Yeah. Safety, Javon Holland, Eric Rowe, Jason McCourty, Brandon Jones. Yep. Got it. And... Um, I flip-flopped from Terrell Bonds to Javaris Davis, who continues to uh, impress uh, b- both in the preseason game against the Bears as well as um, uh, throughout training camp, too. So does Javaris Davis still make in your 53? Yep. Yep. I'm sticking with him. Okay. I, although I will say, even though he didn't make my roster – I believe it was Trill Williams I saw a video of with probably one of the best jobs jamming a wide receiver last week that I've ever seen. He put him on the ground about four times in the five-yard window. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, and finally, my 12th guy is Clayton Fedulum. I knew it the second you said maybe there'd be one more later. <laughs> so Calvin talk Munson, talk about Clayton playing with Fedulum. A <laughs> I want to... Th- Throw up with you keeping Munson and Fedulum and Flat out. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, it, because it, it'd be, it's, it's weird that they haven't cut him yet. And he's still, according to reports, playing in all special teams units. Otherwise, what else would he be doing? So I, I think the Dolphins are going to end up keeping him. I'm, it, this is based on what I think is going to happen, not necessarily what I, I, Hope the Dolphins actually do. So do me a favor and buy a Fedulum jersey and get it over with. Put the man in the ground. That that would do worse than that. Um, so let's take a look at our comparisons here. And I we, I'm I'm trying to make sure this is exactly even. On my 53, I've got Malcolm Brown, Adam Shaheen, Seathan Carter, uh, John Jenkins, um, Matt Scura. Calvin Munson. You've got uh, Jordan Scarlett, Patrick Lair, Durham Smythe, Jason Strobridge, Sam Egwavon, and Duke Riley. Those are our six differences there. So this gets more intense. And hey, look, anything could happen after, uh, you know, on August 31st when the Dolphins cut down to 53 men. Because um, then typically you see some guys getting axed and then you see them pick two or three guys up from other teams. So We'll see what happens there. I'd rather keep a backup punter than Clayton Fedulum. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't want, I, I don't want Fedulum to make the team. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't I even just want Fedulum on the East Coast. I don't even know where he's from. That's how little I care about where he came from. So uh, we'll see. Um, let's go back to our, at least. Let's go back to our question there um, about Austin Jackson. Um, Austin Jackson, to be even I say that it's it's too early for him to be pulled from the lineup or anything like that. He deserves a chance to start the season and see where things go from there. But Liam Eikenberg was a left tackle at Notre Dame. He did not allow a sack in his final two years at Notre Dame. The Dolphins are playing him at left guard. They're playing him at right tackle to keep Austin Jackson on the field. Um, if he doesn't improve, I hope that Eichenberg's looks, uh, and I'm glad that the Dolphins traded a seventh-round pick for Greg, for Greg Little, and um, Larnell Coleman has looked promising up to this point. So I'm glad there are at least some options stacked behind him if the wheels really come off for him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think Liam Eikenberg could play the position in a pinch, but I think Austin Jackson not working out really thins this offensive line if that happens. So we've got to remember how young he is. Um, by all accounts, he's got tremendous hand punch this offseason. It's just he struggled a little bit last week. I'm hoping he can recover because that is the best-case scenario is Austin Jackson figuring it out. Yeah, I, I'd be lying if I said I was hopeful. Um, and, and I think that's, to me, that if I were to look at one player in the Dolphins' starting roster as a problem, it's Austin Jackson right now. Doesn't mean he can't turn it around. And reports are that after the game, he, he took it very hard on himself, and he had, a, he had a really good week of practice. Let's hope that carries over to the Falcons game um, because any improvement right now is good news because uh, otherwise I'm not seeing it. Uh, Paul, anything else jump out, out at you tonight here for uh, in preparation for the Falcons game on the Dolphins' 53-man roster? I'm glad uh, that we're getting to the dress rehearsal here, that all-important now second preseason game. Well, I'm really going to be keeping a close eye on Emmanuel Ogba when he gets on the field. I also am excited that Xavier Howard said he expects to play this week. But Emmanuel Ogba in their two-minute drill, I think it was today, um, had – what was it, two pressures and three sacks in just one two-minute drill? Yeah. Like, single-handedly ruined the Falcons' offense? I know uh, he had three sacks. I mean, uh, yeah, he's, he's... Well, no, but he had two some, pressures on top of it. Uh, when he gets going, he's something else. And um, I want to see a lot of uh, Jalen Waddle and uh, hopefully Jalen Phillips gets on the field and plays some meaningful snaps here and this week. Holland and Hunter Long. Yeah, Hunter Long is going to be. I keep forgetting about Hunter Long. In my mind, he he's already been hurt, and he's actually it's that that initial report that you know things looked really really bad, and now here he is in the second preseason game. So it, it it'll be interesting to see the uh, you know because we've seen Durham Smythe for so long, we've seen Adam Shaheen all of last year playing all those snaps. Now seeing a noticeable difference in Hunter Long. Uh, compared to the other two guys, yeah, it, it, we could look at them at the end of that and say, no, this is a big upgrade at the inline tight end blocking uh, uh, spot there. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I want to see his receiving talent. Uh, that that's the biggest thing for me as far as that goes. I mean, I know he can block a little, uh, 
but he can also catch the ball very well. And I want to see how he plays off with Gasicki on, on the other side or even if they come off the same side at times, uh, especially given the injuries to the wide receiver position. It could be a fun week to see how the two can feed off of each other. See, I don't have a problem with Durham Smythe's blocking or his hands. I no. don't have a problem with Shaheen's blocking or his hands. Hunter Long, I want to see something different. If the Dolphins are going to draft him in the middle of the third round at a position that was not a need, mm-hmm. you know, this has got to be something different with Hunter Long. And if it is, they've added something more to the offense. If not, then I, you know, I, I'll tend to think that this was kind of a wasted pick. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, he he is he has the potential to be a much more dynamic receiving threat. Um, and that's what I want to see a little bit of this week. He certainly has good hands, and he, he he's had great production there at Boston College. So that's going to do it for our breakdown of the Dolphins' 53-man roster, as well as a few players we're looking out for heading into the Falcons game. I'm Brian Cat NFL on Twitter. Paul is fanatic underscore pick. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, the finfanatic.com website, and the fan-sided network. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.